Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. This is a very delightful episode. We have Lauren and Jeremy from the salacious, scandalous, and sex-positively educational podcast, Wild Till Nine. You might know Lauren as Laura DIY. You might know Jeremy as the self-proclaimed boyfriend of Lauren. We talk about everything, how they slid into various dms to start dating how they've uh, met each other's parents what it's like living and working together after having public relationships and we talk about you know the the scary c word children all of it's here in this lovely episode with lauren and jeremy on not too deep enjoy lauren Jeremy, this is so exciting. Thank you so much for being here on this beautiful episode. I can't wait to learn so many dirty details about both of you. <laughs> can't wait. Same. Also, Grace, I was trying to remember the last time that I was on Not Too Deep. And yeah. I, I think like how I want to say it's like five years ago because I don't yeah. think I lived in L.A. No. And we had this set up in an office space on the east side. And yes. we were like, please come to this rickety office. We swear yes. we won't, yes. uh, we yes. won't compromise oh you in any way. Yeah. Yes. So, oh my God. I was trying to piece together the timeline and I was like, okay, I definitely remember getting out of an Uber being like, oh my God, where <laughs> yeah. am I? I am a scared Canadian in this yes. land and I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, consider this basically, um, this is like a redo because I feel like five years, uh, a, a brand new person emerges, you know? Oh, so yeah. I, yeah. I think it's going to be very different. Now, okay, first, I want to start off. Um, usually for people that have multifaceted jobs, careers, personalities, I ask them like what their deal is. But because you guys work together, I would ask you to describe each other's deal um, for people that might not know you. So how do you describe Jeremy? Jeremy, how do you describe Lauren for someone that has no idea who you are? Um, oh, my God. You, here, go ahead, babe. Go first. <laughs> Um, outside of being an, a, I guess, quote unquote, internet person, I would say Lauren is the creative director of her own life that she puts into a media form. Wow. That's Fuck, a great I elevator promise. pitch. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is not going to be that smooth and concise. <laughs> I can't um, wait. Yeah, I'm really bad at summarizing literally anything, whether it's a movie or my boyfriend. It's not going to go well. <laughs> um, Jeremy is the co-host of Wild Till Nine um, and a ex-frat president, also acapella once on NBC. Can we get to this decade? <laughs> wow. <laughs> no, I'm, this is the highlight reel, the highlight reel. So um, ex-frat president, ex-acapella competitive um, national TV singer situation. Which takes us now, to 2013. Now turned <laughs> tech salesperson. Ooh. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's just, it's, it's like a goodie bag of different things. And I want to make sure I touch on all of them. No, that's like great. I think pack. you guys gave us very brief little Wikipedia <laughs> pages of each other. And I appreciate that. Now, uh, of course, we have to know you guys are uh, in a, a relationship with each other. You have blossomed this podcast out of this relationship with each other. I have to know, and I'm sure you've explained this a million times. How did you meet each other? Again, not great at summarizing stories. So, babe, <laughs> take it away. <laughs> this one you can work together on. But okay, point, okay, yeah. okay. Go ahead, start. I'll, I'll, I'll pick up. So, we crossed paths. It would have been in 2016, I think. Okay. Or 17 or one so. Either way. 
So I was in another relationship. Jeremy was engaged to someone that was, uh, spoiler alert, not me. Okay. Um, and uh, he Which would have worked... been weird if it was you. That would have <laughs> right. been a very you know unique weird situation. There's a follow-up question like, for that. Like, weird, yeah. like mad that it's not me, but also <laughs> mad that it... it that, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we got the kinks out. <laughs> we got the kinks out. So Jeremy worked in music tech. And I don't know if you remember when... Um, remember the when the Roast Yourself raps were really yes. popular? Yes, Back yes. in the day. Mm-hmm. So me being the YouTube pop star that I was with my Roast Yourself... Jeremy's company was essentially the uh, tech platform that lets uh, individual independent artists like myself (laughs) put their music on Spotify and iTunes, et cetera. So he was essentially like my contact person at this music tech company. And so my my assistant and I spent like hours on the phone with him, like working out the uh, the tech side of like the music industry. And um, yeah. And then and then what happened next? Well, yeah, fast forward a few years, no longer uh-huh. engaged. Um, okay. And I was in the middle of my full on just let's have sex with everything that moves oh. phase. Oh, okay. Um, and yep. yeah, we've all been through that. It happens when <laughs> things uh-huh. move, it turns mm-hmm. you on. And what are you supposed yeah. to do? <laughs> Got a pulse and you, yeah. you graduated college. We're good. This um, is consensual. Great. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, and I saw on the infamous and worst dating app in the world, Raya, um, mm, I saw yes. her profile. Yeah, right. Everyone's like, yeah, that one. And yep. um, but no one, of course, ever meets on Raya. That that's not a thing. So I, I met my ex boyfriend on Raya. It's okay. Sometimes it does happen. Wow. You're the first person yeah, I, I met. that's unheard of. Yeah. Wow. wow. Yeah, I had to sift through a lot of um professional skateboarders, uh, yep. photographers. DJs. Lots of DJs and and lots of ambiguous tech, Uh uh, something or other. Yeah, enter ambiguous tech. But like, I knew I knew better than to actually use the app. So I then went to Instagram, Mm -hmm. found a a very cute dog picture, and just slid (laughs) right into the DMs. To wow. which she promptly ignored for two weeks. I didn't ignore it. I just didn't see it. There's a there's a big difference between those two things. Yeah, allegedly ignored. But I, here, here's what I know: didn't get a DM back. <laughs> Got didn't, it. Okay. Didn't get a DM back. Um, and then I saw Jeremy on Hinge. <laughs> so you guys so, have spanned the entire oh, dating oh, like, websites and, available. Yeah, and mind you, mind you. <laughs> I have her number. Like we had... Like the, it didn't need to be this difficult. Right. It did not oh, need to be this difficult. Yeah. So when you slid into her DMs, you recognize that this is a woman that you've been talking to in a different capacity. You, Or, or yes. did that come later that you realized that you guys had no, that connection? I, I know I realized it, but like, okay. and maybe it's because like I live and we live in the like post, as far as I'm concerned, like post like Harvey Weinstein area. Yeah. It, you don't use a number you get at work Fair. per person. You just don't. There Fair. are too many guys that look just like me that Mm -hmm. don't know where that line is. And so to me, it's like, I almost, I felt like I needed to get the number again or that contact again. (laughs) You need to earn the number. No, you do. You can't just be like, hey, what's (laughs) up? Like, no. I mean, if you had texted me out of nowhere, I would have been like, oh, what the fuck? I was like, this like tech guy from like three years ago was texting me. I was like, what? This is creepy. But I I slid into the DMs on Hinge um, with a show-stopping flirtatious (laughs) message. Um... Uh, it went like this. Simply. Hey, friend. <laughs> <laughs> so immediately your friend zone from the start. I was like, wow, I can't wait for this. <laughs> I have no game. I just want to put that out there. I have zero like negative game. It's endearing. That's great. In hindsight. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. There you, go. you were being yourself. It was authentic. It truly, truly. <laughs> uh, okay. So then did you return that DM? I was 
shit-faced out with a buddy. And I went from hello to like dinner next Tuesday and like three messages. Two. Wow. Two. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, I was right for it. You, you can't say that I didn't know what I wanted. It was uh, direct for yeah, sure. It, it was, was direct. direct. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I was in the, I was not looking for a relationship when she was, hey friend. Right, um, right, right. I don't know what I was looking for, but it wasn't a relationship. So it kind of caught me off guard to a degree, but also, oh, fuck it. Here we are. Here you are. So it worked out. But how how long into it before the revelation that there was an unanswered DM in your Instagram? Oh, I think um, I said that immediately. Back. Yeah, yeah. Oh. He messaged. Yeah, he said something immediately. I think probably that's probably better. I feel like it'd be more awkward if like into three months into dating, I was like, oh, this right. is awkward. Right. <laughs> well, so you guys talk very openly on your podcast, Wild Till Nine, about dating, about your previous um, adventures and misadventures. Now, when and I think you've talked a lot about like going on dud dates and things like that. So when you guys mm-hmm. went into your first date. Were there assumptions already? Were there expectations that were high, low, no expectations? I had been single for about six seconds. Um, so <laughs> I, I I really had no expectations. You know what I mean? Like I was just, I had been on maybe three other dates before. Okay. Um, so I timed this really well. Because if Perfect. she had gone on a, maybe even two or three more dates, she'd have been like, oh shit, that's available? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, you'll be my maybe. Uh, I'll call you back. I didn't even, I didn't, I knew nothing. Again, I slid in with, hey friend. So like me right. getting back to the dating, there was, there was no expectations, no nothing on my end. I, um, I gotta be honest. And like, it's kind of like the whole like premise of our first episode. I just assumed she was just some nerdy craft girl who, <laughs> you know, was going to be like, I don't know, awkward as hell. Do you want to see my which, crafts? Like, was like half true. <laughs> but like, I think. To a degree. It's not that I set my expectations low because obviously I was very attracted no, to no, her. No, 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 no. I want to be very clear. He set the expectations low, low, low. <laughs> How about this? I don't. I can't exactly remember what my initial thought was going to be. All I can remember is how shocked I was at how not boring and nerdy you were. Do, do you ah. feel the backwardness of this compliment right now? <laughs> I mean, it's it's working its way up. I can feel it working its way up. But Good, because sometimes... my back is tired of shoveling. <laughs> Yeah. But sometimes it is fun to delight someone, especially when you have created like an online persona for yourself that you can mm-hmm. be like, I'm not what you think I am. Get ready to meet who I actually am. That must be kind I mean, of fun. Yeah, I can only go up from the expectation that Jeremy had apparently had for me. Well, I guess. And here's the other, the other side of that. And the reason that I don't work in like anything that's like tech related that touches talent is like mm-hmm. um, I have had a hundred experiences with talent. And if, if I've had a hundred, 97 of them, I feel like I'm like, Oh my God, how do you organize mm. your life? You stress me out. And I guess all of the things that I disliked about the stereotypical, like showing up late, not caring about this, not understanding this. She knew all of it. I mean, she was a businesswoman from day one. And I was like, that's hot. Cool. I mean, but that's very fun. And then also I wonder Lauren, if there's any, um, nervousness about then knowing that he had helped you with your rap video in the past. <laughs> because... I, what do you mean? That that shining moment of my career to oh, know yeah. that, he, Look, that that exists? <laughs> like, we've, all, we've all participated in tags and things online that we yeah. look back with cringe a little bit. And mm-hmm. so there's something really endearing about knowing that that very intimate part of you had already been shared with this person. I don't know if endearing is quite the word that I would pin to that. I would use um, endearing. That's a good word. <laughs> but I mean, I, I, I mean I, I'm an open book online and uh, yeah, yeah, that that was a uh, yeah. 
no well, secrets to um to unveil when you've already heard the roast yourself. Exactly. He knows everything about you already. Right. Now. Yep. Um, I'm curious. And like so many of the questions that I'm sure you guys get all the time are about the uh, getting involved with people that work online because you are mm. being yourself online. You're putting so much of your authentic like private life into the public. What was that like for you guys? Did you have a lot of conversations about like the boundaries between like talking about your relationship at all, showing it, telling anyone about it? Um, I mean, I came from a relationship that was so publicly online, like daily right. vlogging type level of um, publicity. And so right. when we started dating, I don't think we shared anything publicly for the first seven months or so, six months, mm. maybe. Like I kept it. so I had just been put on blast so hard online yeah. and I had to like really reel it in and be like, okay, this is what we're not going to do. I don't ever want to get dragged into that again. Um, so let's do the total opposite. And then I feel like eventually at some point, um, I mean, I would say like at a year's point, we were fully comfortable just being like, hello, we are dating. <laughs> well, I, I think it's important to like, it sucks. But when you go into a relationship with someone who is famous and you are not, it's like, it is your job to, mm -hmm. I guess, moderate the things that you would say, even if they're totally normal for you to say, it's like, how is this going to be perceived by the people that idolize her? And right. it's no, is that fair? No, but like that, that's, that's part of the game. You, you're mm -hmm. not going to get into it unless you're willing to play that. And if you're not, you're always going to be uncomfortable by the fact, well, I didn't mean it like this. I didn't say it like that way. Mm -hmm. That's right. It's 2020. That's the way the internet works. Right. Yeah. And it must've been, I mean, cause both of you are still involved in entertainment and you kind of know how the quote game is played a little bit. And I, I think it's really respectful respectable Lauren to go the polar opposite and like protect your privacy a bit because you know the internet's a fucking wild wild beast. environment beast. <laughs> if you give an inch of your personal life the whole thing's sucked out there and it's hard to pull it back in um so when you guys started to be more public was there trepidation was did it feel right is it something you still work on I mean, I think it's impossible to come from a relationship that I was in that was so heavily public right. and that people, um, had, you know, had put on this pedestal of like seeing this, this um, not falsified relationship, but glorified relationship. You know, it's like with the clickbait Curated, stuff. yeah. Curated, exactly. That's the perfect word, curated. That's it. And mm -hmm. so uh, coming from that, people are... Um, you know, not always a huge fan of change. And yeah. Jeremy being like a new man in my life, people were not, um, I, I would say the vast majority of people were welcoming. And I feel like as my audience has kind of aged with me, they're like, breakups happen, shit yep. happens, people don't stay together. And, um, you know, I, I feel like it's hard to drown out those like very, very loud, angry fans. Well, that's the issue. Mm -hmm. The 98% that are super nice yeah, are the quiet Yeah, ones. are the quiet ones. Exactly. The, the ones right. I, yeah. <laughs> it takes a very special... I mean, it's like when you have a, a a decent experience at a burger joint, you don't go on Yelp and say, let me tell you just how... Much like, I love how, this burger. How well expected that was. <laughs> yes. It's like, no, like you either find, you know, a live rodent in, in mm -hmm. your burger or you don't yeah. say anything. Like... Right. Very right. true. So anyways, 
it, it just took it just took time. And I think um, as we kind of dive into different podcast topics as well, too, like as people get to know Jeremy and they're like, oh, wait, he's not a bad guy. Like, <laughs> So the people that went into it with like this big negative mindset of being like, oh, my God, like, who is this? Like, he's an enemy mm-hmm. um, of the fan base. Like those people eventually either unsubscribed and like, see ya, have a great yeah. life. Or they're like, oh, he's okay. I mean, if anything, I feel like I'm half the time being like, hey, why don't, we don't need to, you don't need to protect, it's okay. Let's let let's let them say that. That's okay. She's like, uh-uh. I'm like, no! Let's do this. And I'm like, yeah, let's just, it's okay. Yeah. Everyone's uh, protective of everyone else. The fan base is protective right. of the equilibrium. You're protective right. of your yes. relationship. Yep. It's like that meme of like the three Spider-Men all holding guns at each other. <laughs> <They're> like <laughs> everyone everyone doesn't know how to handle the situation. Uh, But I think you guys have handled it really well. I'm curious now you've gone from uh, taking your time, getting into this relationship on your own, uh, you know, accord. And then now you have wild till nine, this very uh, outspoken podcast. (laughs) Good word, good word. (laughs) And so I'm curious, how did this idea, how did this podcast come to fruition? Whose idea was it? What was the conversation like in deciding to do it? Um, so I think it was initially my idea that I wanted to start a podcast. Um, I just loved the idea of having the ability to do long form content where I could speak candidly. Mm-hmm. Um, the last couple of years have been a massive transition period for my content of being like, okay, like, yeah, crafts ended up being family friendly. I didn't mean to pigeonhole myself into kids content. Sure. Especially with my last relationship, like he also made kids content. So yeah. I feel like the last two years I've been digging myself out of... Um, kind of like the kid side of YouTube over to being like, hey, I'm 27. I drink. I have sex. Like my mm-hmm. life is very, <gasps> right. Very, very normal. And so the my podcast. is going to be irate. Oh, I, no. Donna. Donna. Uh, <laughs> just broke her heart. <laughs> but a podcast was, um, for me, I have, I have so many friends who have podcasts and they love the experience so much. I was like, this is the perfect platform for me to not have to transition my content. You know what I mean? When you're starting something new, you mm-hmm. have to start with the voice that you're choosing. And so obviously my videos have tra- have transitioned over time to being more authentically myself. But a podcast, when you're starting something fresh, um, I just have the ability to be like, hey, like this is what it is. And yeah. I think we were at a bar last Christmas. And the Phoenix. The Phoenix. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we were having a conversation. I have um quarterly career breakdowns. And hey. so this is my this was we were we were on track with the right breakdown. <laughs> Literally right on schedule. Right on schedule. Yeah. I, I can see it. I can see it brewing because it's like the it's, it's that um it's like the discomfort. You don't know what's wrong. It's kind of like when your dog, you can't really like, hey, yeah. just talk to me. What's going on? I look uh-huh. and I'm like, ah, uh huh. Uh-huh. Here it comes. It's about to hit. Here it comes. We're due for one soon, actually. We're due for one soon for sure. For sure. Um, and so it was a conversation of being like, would you be comfortable essentially like helping me have conversations? Because I I like. I can't imagine having to talk by myself for an hour. Oh, that, I just, that's... Uh-oh. I just can't imagine that. Someone who loves I, I, speaking, yeah. that, that, absolutely. Right. I and, know. and I just feel like our dynamic is um, pretty entertaining. We're both just such polar opposites. It's so humble. That What? 
we're like pretty entertaining. And, no, but we're know. entertaining because like I'm a fucking craft nerd and you're like a, a sales frat person. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I have not been in a fraternity for a decade. My God. No, but the dynamic, the dynamic is so different than um I think what people would expect maybe from yeah. the outside. And so, anyways, it, it that's that's kind of how it started. And here we are. And here you oh, not are. Too deep. I mean, especially, yeah. And when you have a voice like that, that's meant to be on podcasts and narrate everything, it seems like an obvious <laughs> choice for you guys. Uh, now, was the initial idea... Well, first of all, how do you describe the podcast that you guys do for people that aren't aware of it? Go for it, babe. Uh, to me, the, the, the most interesting part about our, about our podcast and why I think it's interesting is I think we both live reasonably interesting lives, like post-pandemic, hard to say. I think we yeah. both live reasonably <laughs> interesting life, but I think the most important thing is that like working in tech and working as a YouTuber, like more kids want to be a YouTuber than they do an astronaut. And I think yeah. tech to people in the Midwest where I came from anyway, is always this like this idea of like, well, I don't even know how I would get to that, but that, I mean, that's where all the money is and everything. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it's not to say that none of, that, none of that's true, but it's almost like take the veil off of it. We're just yeah. two people and through our differences, we have so much that we are alike. And I think it's just funny to get our very, very different perspectives that get to the same end result in an hour format once a week. I think too, I've um, I've always been really open about mental health online. And mm -hmm. we, so we've done a few like mental health episodes, but I also think that like something that I never really had growing up was any kind of like sexual conversation as well that was more open. And so yeah. like normalizing. Well, I mean, my mother just found out I had sex 10 minutes ago. Right, Donna, so yeah. sorry. So sorry to and break the news. She can't wait to binge these episodes of your guys' podcast <laughs> this holiday season. I'm really- She's, she's literally blocked. She genuinely is blocked on every account. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but, but I just feel like I, as um, like a teenager, early 20s, would have loved to listen to conversations um, that just normalize like breakups, emotional baggage, mental health, um, yeah. you know, any kind of relationship millennial stuff, shit. but just like millennial shit. Yeah. It's like, that yeah. was just like a missing piece. I feel like in the conversations that I had, um, with the people that I was surrounded with. So just even like friends and family. And so I feel like there's just, um, so much to offer in terms of being as candid and taking the veil off as possible. Yeah. I think that's great. Uh, I'm, all for sex positive podcasts, especially because it helps you guys start to learn about each other, I'm sure, in ways that you might not have knew, known about before. <laughs> oh, it's our weekly uh, therapy session. No doubt. There you go. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I have a bunch more questions for you about the podcast. I also want to know the highs and lows of your uh, quarantine. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Hello listeners, Grace Helbig here, wanting to say two things. A big thank you for listening to the podcast. Uh, if you're a regular listener, if this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you. And uh, second thing, if you are enjoying yourself here in this not-too-deep world we've built and you'd like to leave us a review, that would be so wonderful. If you can go to the iTunes store, the App Store, and leave us a lovely little review comment. How are you feeling? Good, bad, otherwise? Maybe just good or otherwise would be appreciated. Other than that, enjoy the podcast. 
Okay, so now the podcast, you talk about life, you talk about business, you talk about lots of lots of sex talk <laughs> on the podcast, which uh, is very fun and I think very illuminating for an audience to listen to. What's the biggest thing you've learned maybe or the most surprising thing you've learned about each other in the, the episodes that you've done, if anything sticks out? Oh, oh, I learned that... Um, um, wait, hang on. I've got two things. One, Jeremy has this thing called ticker. What is it? Ticker tapping? Ticker tape. Ticker tape? Yeah. Ticker, ticker tape. tape. First off, this is self-diagnosed. So every this is, doctor this is, is self-diagnosed like, and also like literally the most random shit you'll ever hear. Jeremy okay. has a thing called ticker tape where he spells as he speaks, he spells out the words like projected into the world in his brain as he speaks. Okay. I read them in my head and I don't, I've always... That I mean, sounds, obviously, I realized that. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> and I'm just so confused by it. And like, I don't even remember how it came up, but I'm like, what the fuck? Oh, no, because I was like, I was telling a story and I was, you could see my, my, yeah, you're what? You like, could what see are you my reading? eyes over. And I, I mean, I, I guess I didn't really realize it, but I'm like, why do I keep doing that? And then we looked it up and it, it's, I, I guess, some small, weird thing that people. So we're basically a science say. and doctor podcast at this yeah. point. Um, yeah. yeah. WebMD, move over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we need are two uh, not professional mental health professionals. <laughs> <laughs> the internet needs more of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyone else need some opinions? Unfounded. We, we got them. We All got day. them. <laughs> okay. So that's one thing that you've learned, which is a very interesting thing to learn. What was the um, other thing? You said there were two. You know what? I don't know if anything can outshine the ticker tape. Go ahead, babe. Oh, you've taught me nothing. I've taught you nothing? <laughs> no. <laughs> Really? No, I um, it's it's funny because I I don't think there's any like large big thing. I think Mm -hmm. to a degree, it's the every week doing like a little bit of just like talking about things that I Mm. it's like the little things, and I wish I could like sum it up in some package that's great for a little clip. It's honestly just like the the therapeutic just talking at each other and listening. Right. And I think yeah. also there's stories too that we've gotten right. into that probably would not have come up unless provoked by um, a sex positive podcast. <laughs> true. Very true. Now, okay. I'm curious because you guys have obviously spent a lot of time with each other this pandemic this past year and mm-hmm. you do the podcast on top of all of that. What is your day to day life like with each other? Is there a routine? Do we have boundaries? How does this work for you guys? Um, I mean, Jeremy works like a nine to five. So ah. I kind of like he kind of fucks off into like his real person job. <laughs> and I um, I do my YouTube person job, which I, I actually I think it's actually very helpful that he works kind of a nine to five because I try and um confine myself ish to mm. um like a regular nine to five hours, I would say that we- well, There's a couple nap hours in there for you, but yeah. Yeah, a couple nap hours in there. <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a 4 p.m. thing. But I would say for the most part, we have a oddly normal nine to five-ish schedule. Well, I, I worked from mm-hmm. home. I worked remote prior to the pandemic. So right, like, right. I had okay. to set up my, 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 like, my headquarters is in Seattle. So Got it. it's a little bit um, like we almost like set ourselves up yeah. as best we could for what actually happened. Wow, by accident. Yeah. Yeah. By accident, for sure. Very cool. Now, what are you guys watching in pandemic? Do we watch shows oh together? Do we God. watch shows apart? Um, the only show that we watch apart is Bachelorette, which is fine. I mean, it's fine. <laughs> it's you fine. can guess which one of us watches yeah. it. <laughs> it. It sounds fine. <laughs> it's totally fine. Um, and then, oh my God, we have we just finished the Undoing, which we loved. Yeah, love the boys. 
The Boys. The Boys um, is great. Queen's Gambit. Loved Queen's mm-hmm. Gambit. Um, Big fan. I'm currently rewatching New Girl for the 14th time. Shit's Creek. And Shit's Creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we watched Lovecraft Country. What else? What oh my watching? god, we have been just blazing through shows. I've been burning through documentaries and docu series. Uh, okay. If you if you like The Undoing, Murder on Middle Beach is great <gasps> on oh, HBO. That's, that's, that's on my list. That's on my list. Yep. I heard the finale. Do, oh my god, uh, I have so many questions, I, but no, I don't want to do spoilers. No spoilers. It's really good. It's four episodes, so you can watch yes, all of yes, it. I yes, had to yes, watch yes, it yes. weekly, which was a pain in the ass, but it's <gasps> oh. it's. Really great. Go ahead. I forgot our favorite, Ted Lasso. Screaming. Oh, You're screaming. Yeah, yeah. oh my yeah. God. That was that was the highlight of my 2020 was Ted Lasso. To me, that is some of like the best television I've seen in years. Yeah. That was yeah. you know what? 2020 needed Ted Lasso. Yeah. Yeah. It's so sweet. I was caught off guard at how sweet it was. I think like my sarcasm walls were really <laughs> up when I started watching it. And I was like, why is this so sweet? I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. And then they started doing karaoke in that one scene. I was like, so this show's just sweet all the time, I guess. (laughs) It got me good. It got me good. Um, Okay. Dogs are involved in your world. How was the introduction of new boyfriend to dog? Um, Well, Moose was the initial... Access to we the have DMs. Most to thank for the relationship. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> Jeremy actually showed up to the first date with a uh, small little gift bag of a dog toy for Moose. Oh, like really that's a good laying move. it on thick on the first date. Good move. <laughs> thank you. Um, so anyway, anyways, so Jeremy was out. so affectionate and so sweet and so kind. Showed up with a dog toy, which actually uh, got him an invite back to my house on the first night. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, we're like whoa, about to, whoa, we're about whoa. to finish dinner, and she was like, "I mean, like, do you want to like give it to him yourself?" And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I just want to be clear, <laughs> we did not have sex on the first date, but um, I I just thought that you'd want to give to, it to him to your yourself. dismay. <laughs> but there was a much more intimate interaction happening with the dog being involved. I feel like right, that, right, like right. you guys passed a level on the first right. date already. Yeah, you got to meet you got to meet my son on the first date. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I, also, Moose is just like his personality. You know, like some dogs just like have this like weird sense of just like I, yeah. and I love you kind of thing. He would yeah. have loved anything that moved for sure. But <laughs> like, I think me liking dogs and it going well was mm. just like, oh, this is cute. Right, right, right. for sure. It's a big thing. It's a big deal. The dog knows, even if they seem to love everyone. Um, now, what do you... You guys mentioned on your podcast that you hardly fight, which is congratulations, a beautiful thing. <laughs> do we have pet peeves about each other or... Where do you want to start? Oh my God, yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Tell us when to go. Okay, let's do top two pet peeves of the other person or just like idiosyncrasies that you might not ever have seen This is so someone- difficult for Lauren. <laughs> I've got like three. <laughs> Lauren has like 300. <laughs> really? Okay. Let me just hear top two. You can do a third if it's a really difficult thing to uh, to avoid. Okay. Uh, you know what? I actually am running through all of the possibilities that Jeremy's going to say about me more <laughs> than... Because um, I'm messier between the two of us. I'm definitely more... I'm what? definitely more of a... That's crazy, um, you think? I'm kind of like a tornado wow. going through the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's okay. Husband number two, yeah. It's not a good look for me. Oh, you know what? Just go ahead then. So tornado through the house is your number two. What's your number one? Um... 
Lauren has something that will eventually transpire into fantastic motherly tendencies. But Lauren needs to know where everyone in the house is at all times, (laughs) what time they go to bed, what time they wake up, what they're eating for dinner. If they haven't eaten for dinner. All these literally I got in bed last night. Like I just couldn't sleep. It was like four in the morning. I got in bed and she was like, Are you okay? What time where are you been? Are you what's going on? I was like, I'm good. And and literally I know it's coming. It's like I'm walking into my mother's house and I'm trying to like sneak in because I'm a few minutes past curfew. Impossible. Every single time. Well, also like Lauren will just like, and you can hear it every time she wakes up. It's not like a oh you're here. It's It's like she, she, you know, like in the Matrix when they pull out yep. Neo and he gets, he goes back. Yeah, yeah. it's a Trinity. She goes, it's the gasp of like life every fucking time, which is like sometimes adorable and sometimes I'm like, it's fine. Go to bed. Go to bed. I love it. The tornado has woken up. Yeah, I don't know why I do that. Like sometimes I don't even remember that I do it too. So it's not like out of any kind of like bad. Like I don't know. Sometimes you've never remembered that you do that. Literally every. Time. I know that it happened last night. I remember. Yeah. I remember that it happened last night. Um, <laughs> how fun, how fun for everyone. Um, yeah, like, yeah, future kids, watch out. They'll be fucked because I will wake uh, up with my, um. You'll have GPS look trackers on everybody. Everyone. Just like well, me. She's got me tagged. Fine friends. Yeah. Um, Perfect. So Jeremy's number one is his inability for things to fully make it into the dishwasher. Um, oh, yeah, that's they a make big it, one. To the sink, to the side of the counter, to yeah. the, the 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 island, a they side get table, in the near general the couch. vicinity of the it. Ge- it's it's so <laughs> close. Like it is so close, and I just don't understand why I can't just it just yeah. it's it's almost more work for it to go into the sink and then have to pick it up later and then pick it up again and put it in the dishwasher. Just, just straight straight to the. Di- we sound like we're a ninety-five year old. None of what couple. you're saying is a lie. You are correct. That, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, I get this it. This is, and yeah, then, um, my boyfriend does the same thing. There are glasses so close, so, so close, close. <laughs> so close, and always new glasses, never reusing a, a glass. Every just down, oh. new one up. Well, so, okay, yeah. okay, okay, but that's the thing. I yeah. sometimes, like, I'll grab my espresso <laughs> cup. I know I'm gonna, I'm gonna pound at least four or five of them throughout the day. Right. Right. I use the same, a little water, no, fine. No, and, no. He leaves the espresso in the bottom of the cup, like the last little couple drops of it, uh-huh. and then it dries and gets crusty. And yep. then we usually go through, I'd say, three espresso glasses a day. Right. So the intention <laughs> is like, I'm going to put it by there, not put it in the sink because I'll use it again. And then I uh-huh. forget, and, you know, just Neanderthal. Oh, get another one. And yep. here I am. It happens. It's yeah. a it's a it's a common thing <laughs> is what I'm learning. So it, it okay. definitely is. It definitely so that's is. number yeah. one. Um, number two is uh, a random habit that he rips his socks off at any time. Like it's just like, it's the most sporadic (laughs) thing. And then he leaves them there. So like there could be socks in the kitchen, in the living room, on the stairs, in his (laughs) office, in my office. Like it's such a weird tendency. It's just like surprise sock drops. There's no lies here. (laughs) It looks like someone got like kidnapped in a random spot in your house and left uh-huh. the socks yes. behind. Leaving context and the clues socks, to like, And the socks left behind. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. Breadcrumbs. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, that's great. So is there a third one or should we leave it at two? Um, well, there's 300. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's three out of the 300. <laughs> I would say just like the general um, decrease of IQ when Jeremy is in the vicinity of the kitchen. Oh. So of the yeah. kitchen. <laughs> 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 I've never met someone who's so intelligent 
and so useless in the kitchen, like whether it's unloading the dishwasher or again, you know, the fork making it all the way or putting spaghetti into boiling water. If I'm like multitasking, like the inability to function in the kitchen is astounding. (laughs) Well, it sounds cute and fun. You guys are having a cute fun time. Isn't that cute and fun? Cute and fun. Next time I get like like shit on for it. Why can't you? It's cute and fun. Cute babe. and fun. <laughs> One now, time Grace said it was cute and fun. <laughs> I suggested it could possibly be something that's cute and fun. Um, okay. What's holiday season like for you guys this year? Because Lauren, I assume you're a holiday person, but maybe you you're not. Cry? Is and that... Do you want me to sob on your podcast? Right now? <laughs> no. Is this too sensitive of a subject? <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I actually, no, we just, I, that was uh, two days ago. So we're good now. But, okay, it's uh, out of the system. We originally were actually supposed to have um, my parents and Jeremy's mom meet this Christmas for the first time, which typically we would do just like tour de la North America. So we would go up to Canada where my family is, um, Mm -hmm. Moose comes with us, fly down to Chicago where Jeremy's mom is and then fly back. And so we did that last year. Um, great. And it was great. Yes. We're like, all right, round two. And then obviously plans change. Everyone was going to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just with the new uh, lockdown restrictions, um, it's mostly it's mostly the Canadian side, my family, that oh, yeah, is yeah. not able to come. So um, just us this year. Fun. Fun. Keeping it cute and keeping it fun. Cute and fun. <laughs> cute and safe. fun. And, and like, there's plenty of time for our parents to meet and those political fireworks to go off. We'll save it. There you <laughs> go. There you go. Um, okay. I, I have to talk a little bit about Craftopia, which congratulations. So cool. So fun. So Thank you. Uh, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm curious of both of your experiences. One, Lauren, you like working in, and creating this show. And two, Jeremy, watching and supporting Lauren working and creating this show. What's that like for you guys? I mean, oh my God. It was like to think that I started off as like an internet craft kid to yeah. being able to executive produce and host Craftopia um, on HBO Max. Like it genuinely is so zero to a hundred for me that it's it's shocking. It is so shocking. And we actually filmed season two uh, dr- like a couple months ago. Wow. And so like that was a whole experience on its own just because of like the COVID precautions that you have to take when I think it was a crew of 150 people. Holy shit. So yeah, it was a whole thing. We made it through. Everything was like really safe and great. Um, but it was incredible. I mean, it is a totally different world. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, you know, from doing um, E, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. how many years ago was that? How many E was? Ooh, years ago. But same thing that it's like a huge crew and there's a, yeah. a new level of responsibility and a, right. a lot of pressure. Uh, but it's also extremely cool and there's nothing but gratitude. So it's all these emotions in one like yeah. snow globe of the situation. Yeah, I would say that that uh, sums it up pretty well. I will say that like, yeah, it's it's like being on a high of opportunity while you're doing this. Um, I will say I've never been so physically and emotionally exhausted just from being on for so many hours. So season one, we had kid contestants and kids can only be on set for, I think it is eight hours or six hours a day. So our days were very um, rigidly scheduled. And then season two is with adult crafters, Mm. um, which totally elevates the entire show, like for sure. Yeah, because you can like... 
you can hurt their feelings as adults. You can I hurt imagine. their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so we got to be a little sassier and it was just, you know, a little more fun um, to be with the adults. And uh, Simon Cowell of Crafts. Right. The Simon Cowell of Crafts. <laughs> but that also meant that like the days could be 18 hours and wow. it, we would do that five days a week. And so like I was um, I was a ghost of a human um, for two weeks. So Jeremy got to be just just live by himself, basically, because I was not physically emotionally present in my my sack of bones of a body i mean uh me playing witness to one of the many great and amazing things that lauren does is is basically part of the job in this relationship so i i I stood in the front row with my popcorn and say you you do it i'll be over here uh yeah i i I mean like the, the like recurring joke is like Every single headline about our podcast is always just like Lord DIY and boyfriend and boyfriend and boyfriend and boyfriend. And I'm like, you know, and like, yeah, either like you have to like uh, get upset about it every single time you see it, which I think is ridiculous. Yeah. But just understand the fact that like she's going to do so many like, amazing things. Grab a seat, get your popcorn, hang out for the ride. I want to I want to mention cool. that he's not usually this complimentary to me when we're not on a podcast. He's being really fucking nice. I'm going to take it, though. Keep it coming. You want me to try again? Keep it coming. It sucked. I hate it. No, it's fun. <laughs> Just take a trip into the kitchen, see how close the glasses yeah. are to the dishwasher, and uh-huh. then you'll get right, right. steeped in the real Jeremy. <laughs> now, Jeremy, what is uh, what's your relationship to crafts? Did you ever am... expect in your adult life that you would have such a uh, your world would be so entwined with with crafting? When I tell you I have the craft IQ of, I don't know. Uh, a two-year-old, maybe. Okay. I actually, I'm sure there are two-year-olds out there that could outcraft me. I mean, if there's one like course in elementary, you know when they made you do like all the different courses, whether you liked it or not, because you were yeah. just young and you did what you were told. Mm-hmm. That was the one class that I was so pitiful at, didn't enjoy, couldn't stand. I'm just so bad at it. My hands don't do what I want them to do. And like uh, my handwriting to this day still looks like, you know, that's pretty good for a second grader. Yeah. But you'll have to improve that. I, I would say the best yeah. metaphor for um for this for this question would be uh, there was um there was a time where Jeremy and I were simultaneously Jeremy was uh scrubbing the toilet and I was fixing the dishwasher. And that's uh-huh. just that was that was an accurate depiction of just like <laughs> The handicraftiness side of the relationship, and um, I'm yeah. vacuuming underneath the cushions. The, right, vacuuming under the yeah, cushions. Yeah, yeah. yeah no and problem. I can fix the toilet and yeah. the dishwasher. Yeah, and, yeah. she's yeah. over here plumber's crack fixing things. Yeah, perfect. Hey, it works. Yeah. Um, okay, we're gonna take one last break. When we get back, I have a bunch of Instagram questions for you guys. So we'll be right back with more. Not too deep. Okay, before we get into these Instagram questions, I'm going to ask you guys the two questions I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. The first is, who, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? Yeah. Fuck Donald Trump. Am I allowed to say that on the podcast? <laughs> Fuck Donald Trump. I, I think you can say whatever you like. Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. yeah, of course. That's a very popular answer these days. Spaghetti to Trump. There you spaghetti go. Spaghetti to Trump. I'd say like, probably Hitler. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a very basically related. Yeah. Same category. Yeah. We, I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. Two great answers. Okay. The other question I ask every and single is it, guest. Is it possible to, to maybe not do spaghetti and like, I don't know, acid or something else? Just like, oh, yeah. really, I mean, yeah, I don't, I there's mean, no world where I feel bad about anything I throw at Adolf Hitler. It's entirely your intention. So you can okay. spike the spaghetti with whatever. Okay. Good, good, good. Uh, spike the spaghetti. Like. Just, just curious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Love it. 
<laughs> uh, because this opportunity will present itself in real life one day. And so you should <laughs> be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The other question I ask every single guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or a close call experience, bathroom experience, but you can only use three words or three small phrases to describe the experience. So for example, mine is college jogging front lawn. Um, I just want to say that I'm so glad this question is still happening on it's your podcast still because <laughs> I have answered this question before. Yes. Um, and my answer is still the same. Okay. Never shit pants. Yeah. Hey, it happens. I envy you. I admire that. And I cannot wait for the day it happens. <laughs> you know what? I will call you so that we can circle back on this question specifically thank the you, day that you. it happens. <laughs> Jeremy, if you have a story that you could tell us in three words or three small phrases... Fucking band camp. Oh, okay. <laughs> With Jesus the first Christ. word, I thought it was a different story entirely. But yeah, okay. me too. I, I was like, wow, that, that's, uh, that's rough. That's yeah. rough. <laughs> no. no, okay. no. Yeah. Uh, but, lots of I, things I happen like, at band camp. I mean band camp. Yeah. Oh, wow. lots of stuff happens in band camp. So I hear. <laughs> uh, okay, let's get into these Instagram questions for you guys. Uh... Let's see. Ask them, what do you think you would be doing with your life if you guys didn't meet? Oh, um, so um, when I was freshly single before meeting Jeremy, I was about to go on a hoe rampage. Oh, um, so might might still be in that rampage. I don't know. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I definitely still be in the rampage. <laughs> So you just have two parallel rampages yeah, happening. Two parallel. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, just just breaking Beautiful. hearts. Yeah, mm-hmm. Beautiful. Just ruining your own self-esteem and breaking exactly. hearts yeah. all yeah, the yeah. way. <laughs> great, great. Uh, okay, someone wants to know, do you guys have anything uh, planned on your podcast? I think meaning like, do you have, do you want to do anything, any big plans for like segments, ideas, uh, stories, that sort of stuff that you guys want to go into? Thank you, viewer, for that ridiculously vague question. Um, <laughs> really? I feel like I have three different answers for this. Oh, fuck me. Go ahead. Um, I mean, there's definitely a time and a place for Jeremy to recap um, his engagement. Mm. Oh, so her plans are for me. To, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, wasn't there, wasn't involved. So it's like, that's not my story to tell. <laughs> there for um, a moment. But also, I think, uh, I think, wait, what was it? Oh, maybe that was the only one I had planned. I mean, fine. Then I would love to have um, unique and fun and weird guests yeah. Um, mm-hmm. at yeah. some point. And whether it's an individual or a couple, I think that'd be fun. I'd love to do certain pop-up, smaller, like live recordings in front of like smaller audiences. Cool. I would love to see. Yeah, I think we have a lot of plans like post-COVID right. uh, type type stuff. Like once, once we're able to be back in the world. That makes um, sense. Yeah, with just like guesting and potentially like like to do anything at like a college would be so... I mostly just want to go to a frat party in America. Like that seems like a fun thing that I've never experienced. There you go. Um, as, I mean, as a you, have a, you have an in with a, a former frat boy. Yeah. Yeah. If oh somebody's been in a fraternity, like the moment you go into that party, you're going to go, oh... Yeah. yeah no. but I, I, need to, I need to experience that moment for myself. They're sad you know? and sticky. That's yeah. how I describe frat parties. Yeah. <laughs> Sad and when sticky. I, when I told her that I had a pair of, of party sparries because by the end of the night, <laughs> you're just sitting in about two inches of just yeah. like gross shit from the basement. It's yeah. It's uh, you're going to have to really, really wait till COVID's over before you right, before get we into hit that, that, that Sad and sticky. Yeah. Sad and sticky. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, okay, we have a ton of questions about children. Are there talks of oh children? Uh, is this a potential podcast episode for you guys? Um, children are definitely like long, long ways down the uh, the timeline for us. Yeah, twenty forty five or or before. Twenty forty five or before. Yeah. Okay, mm, okay. My mom will not accept that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, um, okay. I have a quick question about moms. So you guys have met each other's parents. Yes. What was that experience like for you guys? Um, so I did myself the disservice of um <laughs> portraying Uh-oh. myself as an angelic, uh <laughs> clean mouthed, um mm-hmm. just like wifey material type of gal. Yep. <laughs> and so um not that I'm not maybe a small portion of those things. (laughs) But so when I was envisioning what Christmas would look like this year with both um, my parents and Jeremy's mom in town, Mm -hmm. like my parents get the full package that you're getting right now. You know what I mean? Like they just, they know who I am. And so I was trying to figure out where the middle ground of um, this like uh, very clean persona that I had created for Jeremy's mother and my regular persona, like where the middle ground would be for Christmas. So anyway, silver linings of not having Christmas together with the family anymore. Okay. Um, So you have still time to figure out this middle ground area. Yes. I can assure you there will be no figuring it out until the day it happens. (laughs) But but she very much described me as a delight. And so I knew that I had succeeded. Yeah. So who's the salesperson, huh? It was, it was, me for Donna. It was me for Donna. Whereas vice versa. I'm over here talking about my hoe phase on the podcast. Yesterday's episode was all about my like DUI in high school and all the shit that uh, transpired. So it's like you, what you've seen, it's actually, uh, it's better now than it was. So like you can only go off from there. Right. No, that's great. Very great. Okay. Um, someone's asking for you guys to describe each other's aesthetic in your own opinion. Oh, aesthetic. Huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God, I don't even know what this means. Like, okay, so like (laughs) the hair aesthetic, like Jeremy would be a, I feel like you're just like, your aesthetic is, is like tech guy. Like, you know, Hmm. like you, you would fit in in Seattle. You wear a lot of Lululemon. Oh, okay. Like Lulu, Lulu men has some great stuff. And yeah, they're great stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess (laughs) we love Lululemon. We love the living. Yeah, 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 would get better if they would send me some damn clothes. Yes, there you go. Um, I would say, uh, tech, tech man, tech businessman, aesthetic with good hair and fun socks. Mm, okay, that works. With a little bit of dog hair and glitter stuck to him. Wonderful. <laughs> How did I do? Uh, great. Uh, I mean, you kind of hit on mine as well, but on the reverse. I mean, your aesthetic is soft or glittery. Oh. Um, I don't. I don't wear any glitter though. That's that's not like bullshit. The, the yes, though. Okay, well, not not on purpose. Not literally. <laughs> not, not on purpose. purpose. But nobody yeah. wears glitter on purpose. Yet I'm still covered in that's it. That's absolutely not not true. Some people do make every single the... time I have a black suit ever. It's just like glitter <laughs> everywhere. everywhere. I take it the dry cleaner, and he's like, what? so did you did you rave again? Well, yeah. What uh, is this? Right, right. Yeah. Mm. Uh, Maybe do better than that. Soft, com- soft, cuddly, and glittery. <sighs> I don't know if I agree with that, but fine. <laughs> Well, the question was, For now. we're supposed to describe the other one. Right, right. right. So I don't know if I agree with it, but fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of questions about, uh, do you feel weird that you've had past relationships being on YouTube? Uh, I guess this is a question for both of us. 
Right? I th- yeah, I think it's more of a, yeah. there's been questions for kind of both of you about how is it being with each other? And I, like my current boyfriend has had like previous relationships. I've had previous relationships. I think it's been for me a little bit helpful, like kind of uh, added, like we get where each other are coming from kind of situation. I'm curious what your guys' experience of that was like. Yeah. I mean, I think coming from every relationship, whether it was online or off, um, you know, you come out of it knowing a little more, understanding a little better of how to be a better partner and what you need in a partner as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think from the online perspective, definitely learned what I didn't want to do in the public eye. Mm-hmm. And so even though we are so like graphically candid on the podcast, I still feel like that is such a different level of having a quote unquote public relationship. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times we're just like retelling stories of our own lives and like giving our opinions on um, whether it's like a fan submitted question about their relationship mm-hmm. or how we feel about dealing with like jealousy. Whereas before it was, um, like you said, a curated compilation of clips to portray what the relationship was like. You know what I mean? Mm, and so it, yeah. it left so much space for assumptions yep. and um, having people make uh, just claims about what the relationship was, what it wasn't, what this meant, what this didn't mean. Mm-hmm. And I think with the podcast, it's just a totally different conversation, a totally different dynamic of being, you know, quote unquote public. Yeah. Yeah, I guess my I would add to that is that I think that there is still this weird thing left over from the fact that we're the first generation that grew up for the most part with cell phones in our yep. hands that had had cameras. Huge. And it's not like we're, you know, a, a few years away from most marriages being the the 15 people that are in your town that happens to be within your age group. It's like, you're going to date, you're going to meet people, you're going to fall in love, you're going to fall out of love, there's going to be pictures and there's going to be opinions about the pictures that exist on the internet forever from other people. And that should not impact the way that you look at each other. And I think it's this Mm. weird jealousy thing that guys in particular, guys who are listening, are really Mm. bad at (laughs) and trying to play this weird, powerful, yeah, but you said this to this person, you said this. Girls, I can can list off. I think it's universal. I just think there's a lot of toxic, like a lot of guys that just play this weird game of just like trying to make people feel bad because they used to be happy, which I think is ridiculous. Right, Mm. right. And and because there was a snapshot of that moment in time when they were happy. It's okay if someone made you happy before. And I I just think that like that will, I think Gen Z will be much better at it than we are. And I think it'll continue to get better. I just think we're at peak, um, not knowing how to handle that. I also think that Gen Z could get worse. I was going to say, I don't know if I agree with that sentiment. Like Gen Z, I was like sending nudes to like their whole entire contact list. Like it is fucking shocking. Yeah, they have no idea what it's like to call up your crush on a phone and have their parents answer and ask to yeah. talk to them. They'll never oh have or that experience. someone pick up the second phone that's yeah, on the same exactly. phone line. Yeah, and you look quick. <laughs> you're like, who's there? <laughs> the, uh, yeah, I, I feel, do you guys have, because you are so, um, you're involved in tech and, and Lauren, your whole career is online. Do when you guys hang out with each other, do you try to put your phones down or they're kind of like unspoken rules with you guys and like social media? Um, I mean, I think we do a pretty I, I don't think we've ever come to a point where we're like, OK, like we have to make solid boundaries of like no phone time. Um, yeah. I think we both decompress similarly similarly um, at the end of the day where we just like. Uh, watch our show have second screen experience where we're just like sending dog photos to each other while just like decompressing (laughs) from the day but I mean we don't have any trouble going to dinner or being in the hot tub and not being on our phone yeah um yeah that's just like we've never really struggled with that so I never feel like there was a time where we had to be like okay boundaries here are the rules (laughs) I would never I would never post something 
about her that she wouldn't post about herself, if that makes sense. Doesn't yeah. matter what she posts about me to a degree, because like it is what it is. But like <laughs> on the flip side, you can't post something that is off brand for her in a, especially like a casual environment. Yeah, you respect her brand as much as yeah. you respect her as a partner. It's huge. Yeah. The okay, here's a question. What would you tell your 21 year old self? You know nothing. Yeah, you know nothing. You know literally nothing. Um, I feel like, especially when you're young, and I want to say it's, I, this is like more high school age, but just like everything, every problem feels so big. And mm-hmm. not to say that your problems get bigger <laughs> like as you age. <laughs> but they but, do. <laughs> but they kind of do. Yeah, yeah, I know. So, I mean, it's just like every every bad week that you've ever had, you've always made it through. And um yeah, shit, shit, shit is going to continue to. Yeah, I would do realistically, life. if I if I really have one sentence, I would try and convey some point of like, don't be afraid to be vulnerable to vulnerable to people, hmm. um, who have even who have wronged you to a point where just like, don't be afraid of like just being the bigger person earlier because like hmm. that like that weird toxicity of just like throwing just like oh they wronged me or I'm mad at them or I don't want to talk to them like that is exhausting. Yep. Yeah. It takes a lot of energy. Uh, I did a lot oh, of that for a lot of years. So I'd like to really? not have done that for a minute. Yeah. You've maxed out on the pettiness. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Last question for you guys. What has been your most awkward moment together? Oh, awkward moment together. Hmm. Or maybe it was in the beginning of the, the, the courtship. Um, hmm. Oh, I mean, we, um, um, I share a handful of mutual friends with my ex. Mm. And so there uh-huh. was a point where we all went to a few parties that um both ex and Jeremy had to attend. <sighs> and so at the beginning, that was awkward. But I think they both honestly, um, kudos to both of them for doing such a great job of like kind of smoothing the, uh, not the tension, but just the, the awkwardness of of just what the situation was yeah he um and we've talked about it he he messed up pretty bad um yeah. at one party in particular mm. and i say that because his apology was everything that it needed to be in the sense that i respected him more for the fact that like he was upset mm. i've been that i've been i can't i cannot judge him for being upset and, and acting out his sure. apology at the time that it was was so genuine that it honestly made everything else afterwards completely smooth. Right. And that, and that smooths things over for when we had to be at, um, you know, shared events or parties. Yeah. Yeah, That's huge. That's a very awkward thing to confront, but also very huge when you can make it at least tolerable and manageable for everyone around you. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't have to be beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) He loves the awkwardness. (laughs) Dig into it. (laughs) okay guys this has been super fun before we wrap up completely um we love to give our uh, guests a little gift for making time for us so i believe melissa has emailed you a personalized fortune cookie that is for the both of you um that you're welcome to open and share with the rest of us Oh my god! Okay, mine is your mom's. Listen to every episode of Wild Till Nine. That's it. That's the fortune. Yep, <laughs> that's your shared fortune, you guys. And I know you think your mom's blocked, but I feel like She's what's not. her name, Donna? <laughs> Donna. Donna. Donna's getting in there. <laughs> well, then I guess your your worry. Go yeah. far away because she knows who the right, she knows. Yeah, you got a good uh, idea. I've been, I've been exposed. 
exposed. <laughs> exposed. Uh, this is so fun, you guys. Thank you so much for making time to talk to me. Can you tell everyone that doesn't know where they can find you online, where they can listen to the podcast, when they can listen, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. Your promo. Take it away. Uh, YouTube.com slash wild till nine um, every Tuesday at uh, what time do we have alone? <laughs> I'm doing that Pacific. time. Yeah. Really good job. Every yeah. Tuesday. Every Tuesday. <laughs> on every platform for streaming and, and audio. So if you just start on the uh, way to work, hop it in, Spotify, Apple, all the places. I will say that uh, the, the YouTube the YouTube portion of it is, uh, is a richer experience. We actually got a couple DMs Ooh. this last week of people being like, hey, could you guys stop like... Um, making it sound so making, fun on the video. I yeah. know, I saw that I message. They the video. So like, if you guys could like stop making it so obvious that I'm missing out, I'm like, Okay. Sure, sure. <laughs> they, I mean, but also the kind of stuff you guys talk about, you want to see the facial expressions associated right. with it's, it. It's a, it's a richer experience for sure. Yeah. yeah. Totally. And where can people find you guys separately if they don't know? Um, YouTube.com slash Lord DIY and same on all the socials. I'll just find her. You'll find me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> always the supportive boyfriend thank you guys so much guys go listen to wild till nine you'll learn all about things like stuck porn and etc it's a, a really i've learned them all, a lot as you can tell uh i'll see you guys next time on another episode of not too deep goodbye too deep too deep too deep not too deep it was grace helbig not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Music